Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. It's Clarahan Trucking of Kyoto, Iowa presents this week in playoff baseball. We're on the phone with Scotty Melvin, and boy, do we have a good show for you. Welcome to the program, Scotty. Hey, thanks for having me back, Dave. Happy well, fourth. I've got a cornucopia of media and uh and uh I've got a cornucopia of media and coaches and players. Uh that we interviewed so uh so uh i think we're uh got a really exciting program uh i'd like to hear your thoughts on the opening night of the playoffs what what, what games are you keeping an eye on well obviously i'm keeping an eye on the, the local kids especially our beloved uh Sigourney and kyoto programs uh the the mediapolis and new london programs that are just stellar and probably have a really deep run in both of them although you never know with this baseball thing and and since i was up in cedar rapids for the weekend i'm I'm not able to get to any of the games so i'm following the scores what stands out to me after round one i don't know about you but i didn't come across any um big upsets across the state and i haven't looked at every score but at least for the ones we are involved with it seemed to really hold the form as far as the higher seeds winning and advancing on yeah, pretty much all the teams that we pretty much have focused on this year are moving on. But uh, that being said, ha- half of Southeast Iowa is uh, gone out of the playoffs, courtesy of the other half of Southeast Iowa. Kind of, yeah. kind of that's how it works, isn't it? Well, uh, the other thing that stood out to me, some of the scores. Um, this is baseball, and I understand the haves and the have-nots can be separated by quite a little bit when it comes to talent, depth, and everything. But that, that tends to shine through more so in, in sports like, uh, you know, football and basketball. Baseball, it's one of them sports where anything can happen on a given day. But it, we just didn't see that. And I felt like there were some extremely lopsided scores in round one. And, uh, you know, the, the teams that should win did win, and they won big. And, uh, you know, it begs the question for me, and I don't know if high school will ever do this here in Iowa, but should everybody make the playoffs and, and uh, should we just maybe seed it with the, the top few teams of a conference and, and let them play a best of three or something like that? I, that's what I'd like to see, but I think that's probably a pipe dream. Well, you know what? Everybody played the season and, you know, the fans and the kids deserve one more game. And uh, you know what? I mean, some of the – even in some of them blowouts, there was some, you know – like uh, the game I the first game I saw, you know, I mean, my tournament started off with fireworks, you know, the first batter. I mean, I, I, I wasn't even looking up and I just hear the crack of the bat and I go, man, that's gone. I could tell this by the sound and it sailed way over the right field wall and into the into the uh, 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 trees out beyond right field. And uh, I thought to myself, uh, I said, uh, uh I said, man, this this thing is on fire. You know what I mean? And you know what? They wound up getting beat by uh, seventeen to one. But you know that one kid—he was a senior. You know what I mean? He deserved his—he deserved his moment in the sun, and he got it. Yeah, and, and it's hard to argue that side of it too. You know, I mean, that's the way it's set up. You'll never hear me uh, go against a, a kid getting to play one more. You know, but. Yeah. Uh, but I get what you're saying, you know what I mean? Because it, it was, I mean, like, I think uh, Sigourney scored three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were a few teams that scored touchdowns yesterday. And I get it, you know what I mean? That one eight seed ain't going to be uh, – there could be some differences there, you know. And uh, But, the, you know what I mean? I don't blame the kids in Sigourney or the kids in Moravia for putting 18 points up on the board or – I don't blame the kids from Notre Dame, uh, Burlington, for putting 17 points up on the board. Kyoto for putting 12 points up on the board, because by God, they were out there to win that game and move on. You know what I mean? And uh, you know that is true. You don't want to let the other team get back into it, you know, because they will. <laughs> That's true. Maybe and maybe I need to adopt more of the same view I have for football, with you know where everybody does not get to go, but you will see those uh, kind of lopsided first round matchups, maybe beyond first round, but you know it. And I saw across the state, there were a few teams that put up over 20 runs. You know, I mean, there were some really lopsided scores yesterday. But, um, you know. That, yeah, but there was a four to – There was the, a – the Are up and coming, and you're going to have the strong teams moving on. And, 
and you're right they should they should pour it on if they can this is varsity ball there's state title at, at stake if you can make it that far so you, you've got to have all your ducks in a row and be firing on all cylinders yeah if you didn't come to play on in the playoffs you didn't come to play ever but uh, there was there, there, i want to talk about here. i want to talk a little bit about the opposite end of that because north mahaska they won their game i think uh, eight to seven or seven to six, and then uh, yeah, I saw that. Pekin won. Uh, Pekin won four to three, I think. So there was there was that end of it too, which those were like yeah, like three four seeds I, going at it. Or yeah, that's what's cool about some of those middle seeds, you know, going at it is it, it, their road is tough from the get go, and uh, you know we'll see if they can carry their momentum into the next round, and and that's a very good possibility. Like I did say initially, you know, it's baseball. I mean, if they bring their A game and don't make mistakes. Uh, they could overcome a team that maybe earlier this season that they wouldn't have been able to, and and uh, that makes it exciting. You know, Pekin uh, and maybe even uh, don't have maybe the sexiest record, or maybe a uh, Notre Dame Burlington's record. It's a winning record. You know, it's yep. not it's not way way up there, but uh, you know what? Those teams are dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see all those scores yet. Uh, I, I tried to go through the brackets yesterday, but uh, yeah, I think our, our corner of the state fared well, and I'm looking forward to getting back home this week and making a game or two, um, you know, middle of the week here. Well, Tuesday, there's a bunch of great ones. Uh, you know, uh, if, if there was one, uh, one, there's one that's close to you, I think maybe a Cardinal at Mid Prairie might be a good one to see. Yeah, I saw. Uh, that one I saw um, Kyoto's hosting, I believe. I think Sigourney hosts right until the till the end, bang near till uh, till the state tournament if they if they are able to win yeah, out. They're, they're a one seed, so they got they got the whole pod. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll see we'll see how it plays out, but I'm definitely trying to get to a game early in the week here. Well, I think you know, I mean, there's some really good matchups. Uh, we want to mention Van Buren won. Uh, they won big. Yep. They they put they put big numbers up. Uh, uh, who else won? The Moravia won. Uh, Cardinal won. You know, uh, it was uh, Burlington Notre Dame won. Kyoto won. Yeah, Kyoto. Boy, Cole Clarehan is uh, he's on fire for the playoffs. He's got everything worked out, and he's really developed this new slider, and it's. Uh, really breaking and uh, mixing it with that curveball, you know, so you can't just sit on that fastball. And he got so many swings and misses, you know, either by using that high fastball or uh, by, uh, you know, bringing the, bringing the change up or bringing a curveball and having a way out ahead of it or by breaking that uh, slider off, which is kind of like pulling a little string on that. And uh, it's still coming in at the volume. It looks like it, it's, you know, it looks like a fastball, but then it's not right where you think you're swinging at it. So, no, I'm glad to hear that. Oh, and the the kid that pitched, uh, you know, that game was a. It ended up twelve to four, but it was a very good contest. It was uh They snuck in a. Kyoto got a couple runs in the first inning, and uh, then they got three runs in the second inning, and they had, but they had no. The the eight nine hitters were out, and then Colt Clarehan comes up, and he drills a single, and just kind of. They got uh, they got going and uh, they got three runs with two outs and nobody on. So, but still it was five nothing and and Danville was right in the game. It wasn't until yeah. the fourth inning when things stretched out and uh, their starting pitcher uh, Bauer he was he was really good man. He got a lot of strikeouts, including four strikeouts in one inning. Uh, <laughs> well, he had a, he struck out. Colton uh, Clarence was on second and. Uh, uh, Caden struck out, but the catcher dropped the ball. So Caden just like a cat, he just starts springing towards first base, and then they overthrew the first baseman. So uh, uh, Colton scored, and Caden wound up on second base, and then he wound up being able to score. You know, and otherwise they wouldn't have scored any runs in that game. You know, it's, it's so often the score is kind of deceptive. You know, but you're right uh, about that. And I was hoping I'd get to chat with you before uh, today because I, I was able to watch online. I was able to watch that uh, New London Minneapolis matchup oh. this week, and it was kind of the same deal. It's it, it goes back to what we talked about all season. If you don't make mistakes, your likelihood of winning goes up immensely, and that was kind of the difference there. And uh, it sounds like that was the difference between Kyoto and uh, Danville yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. 
Could you give me a quick rundown on what happened in that New London game? Well, it, it kind of went the way I, I kind of thought. Uh, New London is just stacked top to bottom. Uh, they've got nothing but over 300 hitters, it seems like, from, from one through nine in the lineup. A great pitcher that was on the mound that night, Santiago, only allowed two hits. Minneapolis has got a great team. They had a great pitcher, um, and and they did a they did a great job. I think that the turning point was Minneapolis had a chance to get runs with nobody out in the uh, top of the second inning on a road game. They had a triple to lead off. It was the pitcher that hit the triple to lead off top of the second, and they did not bring him home. And those are the kinds of things that you have to be able to do against the top tier teams. You have to be able to do that in the playoffs. You know, at some point. And that was kind of the turning point there. But New London, they I swear, they, they, they had the bases loaded in practically every inning. The game ended up 5 to nothing. So you got to credit Minneapolis with their ability to get out of some pretty uh, stressful situations there. The game could have easily been a 10-run game, you know, third, fourth inning. And they stretched it out because they, uh, they never folded under the pressure. So it was like a... Two great teams going at it. One just had a little bit more that night, and that was the Tigers. But uh, man, both those both those squads are impressive, and I think they're going to go pretty far in these playoffs. Well, uh, do you know who they play? It seems like one of the area teams. Yeah, I like Well, New London um, got a buy in the first round, and I'd have to look at the bracket to see. We're talking about Meepo next, um, and then Minneapolis. I believe didn't they get a buy also in two A? Yeah, but I, I, they got, I think they play Van Buren is what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I believe both are at home. So this, you know, if, if all these games are happening Tuesday, you can kind of just take the pick of a, of a great, uh, you know, place to go watch a, a baseball game in the second round of the playoffs. Well, I, I talked to, to Coach Crawford a little bit, and he said that Wayne had won that game the first game, I think, okay. against Melcher Dallas. And, uh, yep. yeah, they didn't have much. Uh, he's going to call me later this afternoon, and we're going to get him included on this. But, yeah, I – like yeah. I say, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to Andy Kretzinger. I got, uh, I got Jake, uh, Jacob uh, from KTVVO is going to be on here, Linsendorf. And, uh, you know, we, we, I got several coaches. You're going to hear from the Danville Bears, and uh, you're going to hear something from media from Wapolo, and you're going to hear, you know, you're just going to, you're going to get it. Uh, it's going to be a big episode, but there's a lot going on. So thanks for being with us, Scotty. Yep. Stay tuned and enjoy this from, weekend. Uh, High school baseball. Well, uh, it's, cool. uh, it's Claire Hand Trekking of Kyoto, Iowa, as, as continues the coverage of the playoffs, the high school playoffs. We're on the phone with Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union. There's a lot of great stories for us. But, Andy, I've got some breaking news. Oh, yeah? Well, we've just confirmed it with the coach, and uh, it is now an official. We had uh, Saturday night uh, – Kyoto Eagles threw a combined no hitter against the uh, Danville Bears. Yeah, that's a that's big stuff, and of course, uh, you know, Cole McLaren was on the mound, and uh, you know that's one of the kids that you're almost on no hitter watch when he steps to the mound, right? Well, it was Him and Abe, Abe Anderson had a, had an inning in that too. Yeah, it was a combined uh, combined no hitter, and everything was uh, so business like, and I guess we didn't quite catch it. Even interviewed Cole Colton after the game, and he didn't. Uh, he didn't even mention it, you know, but his coach did say that he thought it was, and then they checked into it. But it, yeah, it's official. It's an official no hitter. How about that? Uh, just Yeah. Well, well, that's big stuff. And, you know, uh, not only was it a, a no hitter, um, but he struck, let's see, uh, Colton struck at 10 batters. That's only in four innings. So do the math Brilliant. on that, you know, 12 outs and 10 batters. And then in fact, Dave Anderson struck out two in his one inning. So that's 12 strikeouts out of 15 outs. But, um, yeah, they got a little revenge on Danville too. Remember Danville upset him last year and, um, they got the game over early, which is important when you're, well, you know, you, they, they saved all the arms that they needed to save. So Kyoto's, uh, one for one as far as, you know, coming in smooth and, and not getting uh, too scary in the early rounds. Well, they took him out so they could save him for if they did need him for this game. Now, the, uh, I watched this uh, Burlington-Notre Dame team just absolutely dismantle uh, Wobolo, and they looked flawless. And they they just – they hit good. They pitched good. They fielded good. They ran the bases good. I mean, and it just seemed like one through nine it was – 
just everybody's putting the bat on the ball. Kind of remind you of that Cardinal team that I've been uh, catching, checking up in on. What, what do you, what do you, what do you know about these guys? Well, you know, Notre Dame is usually uh, one of the best teams in the area class. One of they're a little younger this year, and they lost some really good seniors from the last couple of years. So they hadn't been as you know as Notre Dame as they used to be. But then in the last regular season game, they uh, put up 21 against Eliza Muscatine. So that means they have scored 38 runs over the last two games heading into Kyoto. So it's uh, one of those things where Kyoto's got the the arms, and and Notre Dame has the bats uh, coming in. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see that, you know, Notre Dame's put, put together some some pretty big results just in the last few weeks. Um, they scored double digits against uh, Winfield Union, against Central Lee, West Burlington once. So they're kind of maybe picking it up at the right time. Uh, it, it'll really put um, Kyoto in an interesting spot. You said they'll have all their, their arms ready. And I wouldn't think that they would start Colton Clary. And I, would, I think that the plan would be to somehow get past Notre Dame without him because obviously you expect to see New London in the next round if you're Kyoto. So it'll be one of those games where, you know, we'll have to kind of juggle that all around. It's a four-day rest between um, that game and the next one. So um, let's see if Notre Dame can give them a game and, and make them, you know, use their pitchers and, and we'll kind of see what happens. Notre Dame has been a really good tournament team the last few well, years. So, I mean, um, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm looking for a clash of the Titans here. Uh, from what I saw at Notre Dame, you know, they're going to give you everything you want and a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, if, but they'll have, I think they're going to start Caden, uh, Clarahan. And then yeah, they also, then, then they'll have a, a lefty and a righty, you know, with uh, Anderson there and, uh, Clarahan and Colton. I mean, I, I I have no doubt in my mind in in to the minute that uh, if that game really is on the line, he says they'll they'll have uh, Colton in. And yeah. If, if that's the last inning or the first inning or whatever it is, you know, when when that game, you know, because they're they're taking this one game at a time, and uh, they they got their they got their plate full here to to be looking, you know, at, at uh, New London after that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, they do, and, and that's the good thing. The good thing about having so many good arms like Kyoto has, you know, it's not as scary as um, if they only had, you know, if, if only one of those three guys was that was that good, and you know, they had to kind of pick and choose. But I'd also say that since Notre Dame dominated too, they got their game over, over early, so they're going to have all their pitching too. So, um, and you know, Notre Dame's not going to be saving anybody. I, I would think being the underdog in that game. So, um, yeah, that should be a clash of sides. It's actually funny. I looked through the bracket here and. Um, uh, Kyoto scored 12, Notre Dame scored 17, and then on the bottom, Sigourney scored 21, Wayne scored 11, Moravia 18, and Southeast Warren 12. So the teams that won, didn't, uh, uh, besides one game, uh, they, they, it was pretty much a dominant uh, outing for the teams that won that first round. Yeah, there was a couple close ones. Uh, North Mahaska won by one, and uh, Pekin won by one, but uh, those were kind of those middle matches, you know, that are like, you know, 4-5 seed or 3-4 seed going at each other, you know, so. Yeah, well, and the, the, the Pekin Montreal game we knew was going to be pretty close. Um, I think that they played each other pretty close. Yeah, Pekin had won, thirteen uh, one in the first first time they played against each other, but they only won four two the next time. So um, Pekin went out there and and grinded that one out. And that earns them a spot against New London on Tuesday, uh, and uh, Pekin had uh, Jackson Horace pitching almost the entire game. He threw one hundred and twelve pitches, so that means that um, and Colton Comstock came into to close it out, but, but Comstock will be um, available. Chase Stansbury will be available for the New London game, and so uh, Pekin and New London have played some pretty good, some pretty good games against each other in the past, and so um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, I expect that Comstock and, and Stansbury will, will get the, the majority of the load. I don't know if they would have one guy, you know, and see how far he goes before they bring in the next. But uh, that was a big win for Pekin, and, and they've got arms, so. You know they they could uh, they're ten and twelve. It's not like they're a walkover. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. So and then yeah, Pekin against New London and Kyoto against Notre Dame, and then the the two uh, match up a few days later. Man, there's a so uh, let's go over uh, well let's go over some of the matchups. What we're, what are we looking at for here uh, Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, well, so first off in in one A. So this is uh, New London, Pekin, Kyoto, and Notre Dame are on one A six. And um, so that's, uh, you know, a, a, a district that New England was the top seed in, obviously. Um, 
So yeah, I mean it's going to be New London prob- against P- Pekin's best pitching. So if Keith Air is going to be, you know, New London's got one through nine hitters that can hit the ball really well. So the key there is that um, New London needs to to score early, you know, and, and not make it too too scary to be, you know, wasting a lot of pitching. Although New London has plenty of arms too, um, and then you know Kyoto's got a a, a, a pretty tough uh, matchup, obviously with Notre Dame that scores a lot. Uh, and then down the bracket, um, Sigourney and Wayne, and those two teams just put up a bunch of runs going against each other. And then Moravia and Southeast Warren. So I thought that, like when the when the bracket came out, I thought that Sigourney got an okay draw, uh, being away from Kyoto and New London. And you know Notre Dame is 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 always pretty dangerous too. So I expect Sigourney um, from that from that bottom part of the bracket. If you guys are looking on varsity bound, these are all teams that. Um, that we don't cover at the Union, the, the Sigourney's and the Lanes and the Moravias of the world. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if the favorites can figure it out in, in 1A6, the uh, new one in Kyoto will have that, that clash that we've been talking about for a long time. But in baseball season, that often doesn't happen. So, um, And then in Class 1A5, uh, Highland and Hillcrest both rolled as, as kind of expected. Um, they'll play against each other. Highland will host Hillcrest Academy, um, and that should be a pretty interesting one, obviously. Um, Highlands had Hillcrest number the last year here, last two years actually. They're, they've won the last four matchups, but that's a cool little rivalry. And uh, Hillcrest is going to probably go all out now, and it'll be interesting to see what Highland does with their pitching. Um, but Hillcrest has, you know, some some arms of their own. Uh, Jace Rimple's um, ERA is less than one. Um, South Hours is a pretty darn good pitcher too, so they've got some young arms that'll that'll go against Highland and. And we'll see what happens there. And then uh, if we can get some winners out of both of these sides, then we'll have an even more exciting weekend when it when it gets a little deeper. So what game do you think you'll be at Tuesday night? That's a good question. Um, so um, we had we covered two the two-way games this first time around. Cardinal and Van Buren County both won. So they play a doubleheader at Mediapolis. Um, they, uh, Cardinal and Mid-Prairie play at 5 o'clock. And then Van Buren County plays Mediapolis at seven so that's probably a likely one uh, obviously new one and Pekin are both uh, two of our teams as well going against each other um and then there's another there's another big oh highland and hillcrest will be a, that highland and hillcrest will probably be the most likely game because that's a a nice little rivalry and uh uh so i don't know that, that's gonna be tough there's only two of us between hunter and i and obviously i'd love to see the kill to notre dame game too but we've got a ton of sites where we've got multiple teams at um, so more than likely, we'll probably send someone over to Meepo for that doubleheader um, with Cardinal and Midbury and Van Buren and Mediapolis. And then um, one of us will have a single game. And I would imagine it's probably Hillcrest and Highland. Maybe we'll try and do, you know, sneak around and, and sneak over to New London um, as well. But we'll, we'll, we'll try and get uh, – and, you know, we have people to help us out with pictures every once in a while. Uh, Dana Royer over at the Blue Eyes Up Publishing Company helps us out. So sometimes we'll, we'll ask her where she's at and we'll get a picture from, you know, wherever. But, but we'll be somewhere, 1A or 2A, one of the two. Well, we'll uh, maybe I'll send uh, Scotty Melvin down there to to New London to cover that one. Yeah, well, and I, so so obviously New London is a huge favorite in that game. Obvious, but you know, Pekin will Pekin will be able to throw the kitchen sink at them uh, to try and knock them off. But we usually try and go to games that one have our have our teams um, as many as our teams um, as there are, and then two that have potentially close matchups. So like that, that first one, media out or a uh, mid Prairie and Cardinal on that's a, that's the five, a, a 5 PM game in class two, a district six. Uh, and then Van Buren and Mediapolis follow that. And that's could be a great game. Cardinal's got great arms. Um, obviously. I might and, be able to get over there to be honest with you. If, if the uh, Kyoto game ends and I got time, I could maybe come down and see the end of that one. Yeah. Well, mid Prairie and Cardinal play it. Wait, uh, what time does Kyoto play? They play at seven, right? Seven. Yeah. So Cardinal and yeah, Cardinal and McBurray play at five. So you could how me? What's Mediapolis to Kyoto though? Is the thing if that was at if that well, was at McBurray, I, thought, that'd be I thought it was in, in Wellman. Yeah, if it was at Wellman, it'd be perfect. But no, it's at it's at Mediapolis, so they get to host a couple, um, and then the two winners of those games will will face each other. Um, so the keys there will be. I think Cardinal and Midbury. Uh, Midbury's playing really good. Like they, uh, Midbury had a little bit of a scuffle there. Um, towards the end of the season, and they're playing really, really, really good again. 
Mm. Uh, I kind of wonder who they'd pitch against Cardinal, and man, that's going to be a great clash. And then hopefully Van Buren can give Mediapolis a nice little run in that seven o'clock game. Van Buren uh, put sixteen runs up on West Burlington, so they didn't have to, uh, you know, play one of those knockout dragout games in the in the first round either. Yeah, well, the, I, I really think the Mid Prairie Cardinal game is going to be one for the ages. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a great game, and um, I could be a cool one too because of the arms. But I don't know; they, they've got athletes. That's a that is a really really good matchup. Um, I'm still upset that I didn't get to see Cardinal and Mid Prairie play in the in the two way tournament basketball because Cardinal got upset. But um, yeah, that's obviously a um, a great matchup, and um, and then whatever the the next round, which is on the ninth, then then uh, the same time that you know the projected New London and Kyoto matchup would be going on you know, or, or Pekin and Kyoto or whoever else, that would be happening at the same time as the next round in 2A. And so we have some decisions, you know, I, I thought about skipping the 2A games because we'd seen Cardinal and Van Buren County this weekend, but we'll kind of play it by ear and, and, and see what we see what we come out to. But we'll definitely go into one that has the majority of our teams in it. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, uh, you want to you want some excitement. You want to support some of your local people and uh, – you want to be around a big, big crowd, come out and see some of these playoff games that are around you because it is just the it is just the it's the regular season times ten, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, and you know, it's 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 like that in basketball too, but basketball you've you've seen the teams play against each other enough that you kind of upsets don't really happen that much. And in baseball, the, the playoff games seem like they go fast because every uh, inning is, uh, you know, a, a tension filled inning and it just takes one inning for a, a team that's been killing everyone all year to, you know, fall apart and, and get upset. And so um, the baseball playoffs are really cool. The baseball and softball playoffs, playoffs are really cool because of stuff like that. So, um, and you get these matchups like mid and Cardinal hadn't played. Well, I wonder when the last time mid and Cardinal even played baseball is, let's see, um, they played 2012, and that's the only time on record for varsity bound. So they do not play each other very often. So it's a cool little matchup you don't see very often, and um, the intensity is super, super high. They, you know, there's a lot of seniors for um, a lot of these teams, and they don't want to play their last game. So um, yeah, the intensity is, is is about as high as you can get in high school sports, especially knowing that anybody can win. And there's some elite pitchers out there. You know, you got this crowd that's going to you know intentions with Iowa. You know, you got uh, Clarahan who's going to SEC, you know, led the league in strikeouts last year. I mean, just throw a new hitter, Anderson, one of the league leaders in wins. Uh, Schultz up there in Highland. Uh, you just can go on and on, can't you? Yeah, you can. And I really wonder who's going to pitch. Mid-Prairie's got a lot of arms. You know, Grout is so dominant um, when he's on. He throws so hard. But um, they've got a lot of kids that can throw, you know. Um as far as their innings leaders, um, uh, Bowen Burmeister has pitched 23 innings. Colin Miller has pitched uh, 33 innings this year. And Brock Harlan, the sophomore, has pitched 20. So they've got a lot of kids they can choose from. And I wonder if Cardinal would um, throw out Landon Becker, um, their, their senior. He's, he's got a 0.54 ERA this year. So he hasn't lost. I mean, he hasn't lost. And I, I would could count on one hand how many times he's lost period probably in the last few years since he's been pitching varsity so you wonder if they're gonna throw him out there against mid-prairie the um, yeah usually usually the team that's that's not favored will throw their will will stack up their top guy so mid-prairie is definitely favored in that although cardinal has a better record so um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens well we've been listening to andy Krutzinger of the southeast iowa union well let our listeners know what, what are they going to see in the southeast iowa union about these playoffs and why is it one of the best resources that you can keep up with the playoffs? Yeah, well, um, obviously because of the 4th of July, we didn't have a Monday paper. So Tuesday's packed with stuff. It's got the um, the final night of the Southeast Conference play um, with Washington, Fairfield, and Mount Pleasant. And then it's got the, the whole weekend of uh, – hopefully, I'm actually putting the page together right now. So I hopefully got the whole weekend of 1A and 2A. I have to bump something to um, – to Wednesday, but we'll obviously be out at two sites on Tuesday. But we'll, even when we're not there, you know, if we if we're not physically at, say the you know the New London Peking game, we're still going to have a, a full story on that. Um, so we'll have results of all the playoffs uh, if they happen on Tuesday night. They'll be in the Thursday paper just because of deadlines and Wednesday and the Friday. And um, and you know, baseball and softball are both heating up. By the time we get to the weekend here, there will pretty much only be real, real high quality games left um, and games where they're they're one, two games away from the state tournament. So, um, yeah, 
Monday through Friday, you better pick them up and, and we'll have pictures and quotes and stories and all sorts of good stuff in there. Well, hopefully we'll see some more magic like this no hitter I got to see in, in the start. But when does the 3A start? Uh, 3A starts on Friday, I do believe. Um, let me check this to make sure, but um, I get my Thursdays and Fridays mixed up because Thursday is when the big school softball starts. So the 8th is Friday, correct? Yes. Uh, yep, yep. So, um, and we'll be physically at um, Hunter, my, my protege, will be gone for his, uh, he's getting married, so he's got a bachelor party this weekend. So you'll be seeing a lot of me out this weekend and not as much of Hunter, but um, we'll be at Fairfield against Keokuk because Fairfield hosts the 4-5 game in Class 3A District 5. Um, and then we've got Washington going up to North Scott to play Assumption. That's their, Washington's the eight seed um, going against Assumption. And then Mount Pleasant is up in Marion. Uh, so a couple of long trips for the Demons and Panthers, but the Trojans going to stay at home. And, and you know, uh, you've got Fort Madison and Oskaloosa is that fourth game, and that'll take place in Fort Madison. And, and we'll see where we go from there. Well, this has been uh, this week in baseball, high school playoff baseball edition. So this is round one. Uh, this is an amazing week uh, of baseball. The playoffs have started. Uh, 3A will start next Friday. Thanks for being on the show, Andy. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, stick around. I've got, I got player interviews. I got coaches. I got live action for you. Uh, I got uh, uh, a special guest for you, uh, Jacob Lenzendorf from KTVO's uh, our special guest this week. So, so uh, buckle up and uh, prepare to listen for a little while because I got all that first round captured for you, including this great big no hitter combined from Colton Clarahan and Aiden Anderson, uh, Kyoto Eagles. So listen up. We got an interview with those guys too. Thanks. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio with Clarahan Trucking of Kyoto, Iowa, presents uh, playoff baseball. And we're on the phone with Jacob Lenzendorf of uh, KTBO Sports. Welcome to the program, Jacob. Thank you for having me, Dave. Good to be back. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about you were you were at a game last night uh, in Cardinal. Uh, how, what what did you see going on there? I was. I had a little bit of time to make it to Cardinal uh, with our show starting at uh, ten last night. The game started about eight fifteen because the uh, first game uh, with Van Buren County went like two and a half hours. Uh, so it was a little bit of a late start, so I could only stay for a little bit. But all I needed to see was the first inning. Um, Cardinal just dominated from from the first pitch, really. Um, last night they they put up eight runs in the first inning. Um, Tatum Telfer had a one two three inning in the first, uh, the top of the first. Freshman for them struck out one as well. But the the bottom of the first was where the big story was. Um, just hits, hits on hits on hits, hard contact everywhere. Even the grounders, the infield had too much mustard on to where the uh, infielders had trouble with them. So not the cleanest game by, by Central Lee by any means, but uh, Cardinal really was focused last now, last night, came out swinging. And those bats, um, if, they, if they stay as hot as they were last night, that's going to be that's gonna be a tough draw for any team, as, as I kind of thought entering the playoffs. But I got to see with my own two eyes last night in just the first inning, too. So they won 10-1 over Central Lee last night. And they will now match up with Mid Prairie. Looks like Mid Prairie. Yep. Yeah, Mid-Tan, boy, Mid-Prairie. that's going to be that is going to be out of the frying pan into the fire. I, God, I hope I can see that game. Uh, uh, Cardinals. Uh, Mid Prairie has this kid named Grout. That's uh, he's already uh, uh, going to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Only a sophomore, and he okay, can yeah. really, really pitch. Uh, those two teams. I I already had that uh, matchup circled on my calendar there. Uh, the Mid Prairie they advanced, so uh, yeah, definitely, definitely going to be a great, great matchup. Uh, tell me a little bit about who are this Cardinal team that I just keep hearing so much about and has just charged into the playoffs down the stretch and into the playoffs. Yeah, well, they have a nice balance of, of youth and and experience with uh, the seniors, uh, Landon Becker, who leads the team uh, in average at 354. I talked about him in the first episode. Uh, him and Blaine Bryant are the two senior leaders for that squad. And then you've got some younger guys, too, that can really get the the job done for them. For them. Um, pull up the, uh, the roster and the stats here. You, see you have guys like um, Carson Kenny. He's a junior, so a little bit younger, but he's still – uh, is an on-base machine. Then you have Telfer, the the freshman that I mentioned, and then a couple more guys. Uh, they have Durflinger, who is a freshman as well. So they they just have some some guys that just have a knack for getting on base as well. And then, as I mentioned too, they have a lot of different guys that can throw. Uh, with Telfer being a, a freshman 
him throwing in the first game too, trying to eat up some innings. That's always nice to save those those bigger arms as well for later in the playoffs. So I would assume we see Landon Becker on the uh, on the bump for that one against Mid Prairie. Uh, and like you said, that should be yeah that that pitching matchup alone. If you, if you're talking about how good uh, Grout is, which I'm seeing, he's he's a very solid player. He's going to play at Iowa, so. Uh, that's going to be worth the, the price of admission right there. Yeah, and, and I was seeing big crowds too. Uh, you you got some video that I saw that was on your, your page. Uh, tell our listeners how they can see it. And I really – well, I like the audio on it because it was just – you know, when the bats were striking the balls, you really yep. captured that. And then you captured the, the velocity of the ball coming off the bat and the and uh, how the players were trying to get to it, but they were buying them so fast. It was It was some really great footage. Yeah, me and uh, me and uh, Kalen, my uh, fellow, my right hand man on the weekend for sports, he got some some pieces of footage on uh, on Centerville uh, and Albia's games against um, Sheraton and uh, Pella Christian. I was at the Cardinal game. If you want to check out the Cardinal footage, I'm just getting a lot of views. The uh, Eldon community is sharing that around well, so it's always nice to see that. I know people in Kyoto were sharing my highlights around as well too. So always can find my highlights after the games. I make it a point to get them on my social media pages and also the website as well uh, at KTVO Jacob on Twitter and Jacob Lenzendorf KTVO. You should be able to search that on Facebook and find that as well. And the highlights are on the, the website at KTVO.com. But yeah, a lot of easy work for me last night when, when capturing the highlights because they gave me so many with just the hard hit balls. And as you could tell, the, the sound of it off the bat was was a real indicator of how that game was going. So that one, I had a feeling that was over. Uh, I was pretty safe leaving that first thing last night. Uh, against Central Lee for Cardinal. Yeah, it was like fireworks, you know what I mean, going off. Just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But uh, uh, do you have some other scores? Did you did you get uh, – what all what all did KTVO cover of the playoffs last night? Well, also, uh, we, we cover Pekin a little bit. We haven't been to any games uh, for Pekin, but they did advance over Lone Tree 3-2 last night. Um, we also saw um, Albia dropped – a game to Pella Christian. So Pella Christian will be playing Davis County next week. Uh, Kalen said Pella Christian was a really solid hitting squad last night. So that'll be very interesting to see how those guys match up with Davis County, the heavy hitters. So Davis County, Pella Christian's at seven in uh, Bloomfield on Tuesday. And Centerville just squeaked by uh, Sheraton as well. Um, that one was at the Indian Hills Community College uh, field. So Centerville now match up with EBF. Uh, before that Davis County game, uh, still in Bloomfield at 5 p.m. So those are the main ones we covered last night. We also showed the uh, Kyoto score that you were at, 12-0, and then the uh, football scores with uh, Moravia at 18-0 and uh, Sigourney at 21-0. So <laughs> yeah, was, uh, uh, nice nice night basically all the way around for uh, the KTVO viewing area at least. Well, what about the Van Buren game? Did you catch the end of that? Uh, I did. I I caught the end of it on the radio. I was listening to kind of time up when I should be uh, leaving to get, get going for the, the game in Eldon. Uh, it sounded like Van Buren County was uh, hitting very well last night. I'm not too familiar with the players on that roster per se, but uh, a big couple big innings really put them over the edge um, last night. So they, they're moving on um, to face who are they who they get to draw with i don't know i just i i got a text they were winning 16 to 4 early yeah they will match up with uh mediapolis yeah oh wow yeah that's a tough draw for their next one but the winner of that one will play mid prairie or cardinal so well it does sound like it or van buren sharpen their knife a little bit for the game with uh, mepo yeah, it, scoring that many runs is going to put confidence in any team. So uh, that's going to be a good feeling going into facing a team that's 19-4, and four, but they were undefeated at one point. So uh, Mipo is definitely definitely beatable. So Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're also excellent. I heard Highland won and uh, uh, just uh, uh, North Mahaska won. So there, there was a lot of teams that, you know, we kind of follow and cover uh, in our area. It seemed like a, a lot of the ones that we've been following won, but uh, – you know how the playoffs are. Half oh, yeah. of Southeast Iowa gets eliminated by the other half of Southeast Iowa, you know? Yep, that's the way it goes. But <laughs> rooting for all of them to go as far as possible, right? Well, yeah, that was great. Well, thanks for being with us. Is there anything else you want to mention before we let you go? Nope, can't wait for the next uh, next batch of games already. Looking forward to it. Oh, I know. We, we had some, I mean, it's only getting – like I said, I just mentioned, you know, the, the game I went to, you know, it, it just – on the very Wapolo on the very first pitch, just crushed a home run to right field. And I mean, way back into the trees. 
And then we thought, boy, this is going to be a, a smoking hot game. And then uh, Notre Dame Burlington just poured it on them, man, 17 to one. They just, boy, they're, 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 that's the matchup. Another matchup I'll be at next Tuesday there. Uh, Kyoto is hosting uh, Notre Dame Burlington. And wow. I mean, if the, the pitching is like it was, uh, you know, the, the, the night I was there and the hitting is, is the way it was, and it's going to be just another barn burner like this Mid-Prairie uh, Cardinal game. And I, there's just so many good matchups. I can't wait. Can you? I can't wait either. Like you said, th- those two games are going to be good ones too. And then, uh, as I mentioned, a little bit on Moravia. Last time we talked, 19-6 and six overall, they faced South- Southeast Warren. I don't really know too much about either team, but both, both uh, records are pretty impressive. So that should be a good one in that uh, same sub-state, Class 1 sub-state 6-2. Well, if you aren't out watching uh, uh, high school playoff baseball, you better get to it because it's going on and it's about as exciting as it gets, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Really is. But the crowds were huge last night for all the for both games that I saw. So, uh, you know, I yeah, think I think people, people are getting out to, there. Uh, to be back out. All right. Well, we've been talking with Jacob Lindendorf of the KTVO uh, Sports Reporter, uh, host that you you're, you do the weekends, right? And then two yep. days a week. Weekends, weekends, and then I'm uh, in there during the week on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. So. I work around the, uh, the days that games are played when I have off, but we do our best uh, to bring everyone the best uh, sports coverage. So, so do you have? Uh, is there a way? Is, are your are your broadcasts archived? Is there a way that you can go back and listen to them if you were asleep? Or, um, I'm not sh- sure with the with the public. We have access being with the the company, but I'd have to ask about the public going back to find the archive ones. But we, you can always get the highlights. If you're looking for just the sports on our website, we try to make it a point to get those out after we go to every game. So uh, that should be a good spot to find highlights at least. So. And you're the great, you're one of our best spots to get information on, on baseball around here. And we thank you so much for being with us. Not a problem. Thanks for having me, Dave. All right. Thank you. Well, we're here for the Beyond Beautiful Benches uh, wrap-up show. Uh, Colton Clarahan is our first guest tonight. Uh, Outstanding pitching. How did you feel out there tonight? Oh, everything felt good. Arm felt good. You know, uh, just throwing before the game. I was hitting my spots, and the pitches were moving, and I just knew that I was going to have a pretty good night if I, as long as I kept the ball down. Yeah, yeah, you had good control tonight. Uh, I, did you? I think you might have walked one batter. Yeah, one or two maybe. Maybe. And how many that. strikeouts do you know you got? I don't know how many. I don't know I either, but there was a lot of them. Uh, and your defense played pretty well behind you. How about Tanner Waterhouse in right field? He might be the best right fielder in the league, I think. I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I would definitely put him up there. He, ta- he takes a tremendous uh, angle to the ball. And uh, you were determined not to go out in the first round this year, weren't you? Yeah, after last, after what happened with the, with them last year, you know, is this is something that, you know, we wanted to pay back in a little bit of a revenge game. And you got uh, you got on base four times tonight, too. Yep. yep. That, that first ball you hit was a scorcher, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought, he, I thought the center fielder caught it, and it just went right over his head. So I'm like, hey, that's Yeah, it just, it just kind of kept rising and kept, yeah. kept sailing. And uh, uh, I thought you might even got a triple out of that one. Uh, but uh, you wound up getting a nice single after that, and then uh, you got a walk, and then you... You, you smashed one to second base that the uh, yeah, first baseman wasn't able to uh, able to handle, and I think you scored four runs too, didn't you? I think I did too. I'm almost positive I did. So uh, you know that was uh, about as good a performance as you can get. Uh, Danville played pretty good. Their pitcher was a uh, 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 Bauer, J- Jaden Bauer, Jordan Bauer. He he was a pretty good pitcher too, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought his stuff was. Real- I just think if he threw the curveball a little more, he could have gotten us off off you know timing, but. No, I mean, that, he throws pretty hard, and that was, you know, he stayed in the zone, and I think he, he was a pretty good pitcher. Well, one thing you didn't do tonight was leave a lot of runners on base. That was uh, probably one of the one of the keys uh, to a nice little victory. Uh, did you get a chance to see New, uh, uh, Notre Dame play? Yeah, we watched them before, and, uh, you know, they're, they're a good squad. I mean, they, I mean, heck, I think they had 15 runs or something, so they hit the ball, and, you know, they play just, they play super aggressive, and, you know, that's just something we got to be ready for. Yeah. Well, uh, Outstanding pitching, outstanding fielding, outstanding base running, and outstanding hitting. Uh, it was just a really complete effort. Uh, uh, really, thanks thanks for being here. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Nope, just want to keep on playing. Well, we sure appreciate you being with us, and uh, we're going to bring the coach in. Yep, thank you. Well, Coach, uh, I'm starting to think you're on the program more than I am. I'm starting to get there. <laughs> we're with Dakota McCombs. Uh, <laughs> Well, you, 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 you had to be pleased with this effort tonight. 
Oh yeah, our kids came out uh, after last year. I mean, it's kind of a big thing to get out and get the uh, first one under a belt, and uh, they played really, really well from the get-go. So I'm pretty proud of that. Well, in the fourth inning, you kind of started stretching things out, but it, it was quite a ball game before that, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was five nothing there for you know an inning. I mean, we were only scoring two or three, you know, an inning, which. Yeah, you, was, but you were stretching those runs in. You know just, what I mean? Yep, you you could have that. easily left left runners on base, but mm-hmm. uh, in fact, you had a, uh, the second inning. You had uh, nobody on and two outs, and you wound up stretching in three runs. Uh, Cole Kindred drove in some runs for you tonight. Yeah, I mean, Cole Kindred's kind of starting to come around here. Uh, he's got one of the most beautiful swings of, of all time. He just struggles with you know making contact, and when he makes solid contact, that ball you know. It's, it gets hit pretty hard. So and Tan- Tanner Waterhouse got a, uh, a nice hit that drove in a couple runs. It did start to stretch the games out. I thought that was yeah. a big hit, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And Tanner, Tanner played really, really well. Uh, uh, really, we played pretty well as a team here today. Uh, we had a few a few guys that uh, couldn't, you know, weren't making the uh, contact that they usually make. But it's, uh, you know, we're, we're still got time to work on it. We'll work on that here uh, this week in practice. And hopefully uh, next game we play, we'll uh, – Get a little, you know, hit a little better and get a few more runs in. Well, last uh, year these Danville Bears surprised you and put you out in the first round, and uh, it looked like your team was not uh, was was geared up to not let that happen tonight. Yep, I think I think the big one is uh, we didn't start Colton last year, and uh, I think starting him and getting him going early on is really really helpful. Which with how uh, districts are set up this year, I mean it's really easy to get all your pitchers in. You you know. Your number one and your number two can pretty much handle the entire district tournament here. So well, you mentioned that you were going to save Aiden Anderson for uh, relief pitching, and uh, he came in and closed out the game, didn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice to have that left-hander, and uh, his hips were getting a little in front of him there early on, so he's got kind of that first batter. He's kind of struggling uh, with getting the ball in, but, uh, you know, he made the adjustment. You know, we told him what, what he needed to do, and he made the adjustment real quick, and then, uh, you know, he threw some pretty good strikes then after that. So, uh, yeah, he's... He's going to be really, really good here uh, throughout this uh, tournament. For well, if you play like you did tonight and Notre Dame plays like they did tonight, we're in for a heck of a ball game on Tuesday night, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a good one, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. Well, we sure appreciate you being on the show. It's been an outstanding season, and this was a big, important win for you. Yeah, it's it's important to get the first one. Uh, actually, we, we, we've had kind of a uh, history of going out in the first round, so it's kind of nice to get that first one under under uh, under our belt here. Uh I mean, there are a few years ago we lost to Pekin, who uh, in the first round, who ended up winning the state tournament by, you know, they tend to run rule every other team besides us. So, you know, you got to be proud of it. You know, we did our best. And then I uh, know we've uh, got beat out last year. And then the year before that, I think we got beat out in the first round. Yeah, too, that, so that Pekin, uh, they've got a proud tradition. In fact, uh, they have a kid named Wynn that played for them, uh, I believe, four years ago mm-hmm. that's uh, already in AAA with the San, Fran- the San Jose Giants. So. Yep. Yeah, he drafted San, San Jose, had a, a little injury that kept him out for a year, but he's, uh, you know, he's representing Southeast Iowa. You guys are representing Southeast Iowa. Uh, this was the best pitching performance I've seen uh, out of uh, the games that I saw Colton pitch. Which... Yep, I, I think he had a, I mean, he struggled a little bit, and uh, I think he kind of, he hasn't relied on that slider very much. And then we kind of worked out with him on it, and he, uh, actually Jordan worked with him on it, uh, my assistant coach, he worked with him on it one uh, Saturday afternoon, and, you know, really, he came in after he got work with, and he played pitch really, really well against Melcher, and then he pitched really good well here. So he's a uh, he's you know hitting his peak right at the right time for it. Well, I haven't seen his slider working like that, uh, yeah. and he was very effective with it. He was throwing the slider, and it was moving. He was throwing a curveball, and it was moving. And then he had that changeup that was that he would bring in. You know, I felt like he he uh, uh, well maybe not so much him, but Aiden Anderson. What I like what he did tonight was he was throwing fastball and curveball counts, and he was throwing curveballs in fastball counts. And, it, you know, it was, he was kind of pitching what I call reverse. Yeah. And uh, the, the hitters were, weren't able to, to handle that. And I don't – what do you think? You have one walk in the whole game? Oh, yeah, I think, you, I think we got one – we walked one kid. The, uh, we walked one kid, and then we had one error, I think. I don't think we had a hit. I think we, were, we had a uh, no-hitter tonight. Danville threw a sophomore against you, Jaden Bauer. What, what did you think of him? Um, they've they've talked about him. He's gonna be a uh, he's gonna be their their stud here for the next few years. He throws pretty good. Uh, he's got a few things he's got to work on, him, but uh, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty good here. Yeah, he years, did you know? kind of wear out, uh, and they had to replace him uh, at the end of the game. But he had 88, 90 pitches in by the time they replaced him. But that first 60, 70 pitches that he threw, he kept his team in the game, and 
uh, I thought they were a fairly decent team, and uh, I, I would be proud to win win this game. I'm proud of you, and I'm proud of the team. And uh, anything else before I let you go? Nope, just got to go get uh, Burlington Notre Dame here on Tuesday. Well, so. this has been Round Guy Radio with coverage of the high school uh, high school uh, playoffs. I want to thank Claire Hand Trucking uh, for for supporting uh, for sponsoring this game. I had some other sponsors. We wanted to mention uh, Helmut Ford, Steph Group. Pizza Ranch, Beyond Beautiful Benches. Didn't even get a mention Henshaw Trailers, but uh, we didn't play enough innings to to, to get that done because you you got uh, you got the ten run rule on them. So uh, congratulations. Uh, what time is the game on Tuesday? I believe it's at seven o'clock again. So is it just a one game then? Yep, just one game. It'll well, be here. And uh, Kyoto was a great place. Uh, it was a, you did a great job of hosting this team uh, this game. Uh, we got to see some really talented ball games and. Uh, Let's let's take this deep into the playoffs, Coach. Oh, I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to make a good run on it. Well, you got an outstanding job. You're an outstanding coach. You got an outstanding team, and uh, I think you got a good chance to keep moving on. We appreciate you, and thanks for being with us. Thank you. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We're here with with the coach of the Notre Dame uh, Burlington baseball team, uh, Chris, Chris Chipperick. 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 And uh, you, they just completed uh, the first round win, uh, 17 to one, I believe. That's correct. Yes. And uh, what an outstanding game your team played today. Congratulations, and can you surmise the game a little bit for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, you know, it. The game was. You know, we, we we told these guys last night, the last couple nights of practice, we needed to come in and, and have laser focus, and and that's exactly what they did. You know, I was I was proud of our pitcher. Um, he's a he's a sophomore pitcher. Hadn't seen a whole lot of action for us. Um, he gave up that first home run, first pitch of the ball game. Um, but you know he buckled down right after that, and, and I think he was a uh, he, he set the tone for us right away, getting out of that first inning with just that one run. Um, we played great defense tonight, and our in our bats were um, our bats were great tonight. You know I don't think we had a strikeout tonight. Um, we did our jobs that we had to do when we had base or uh, base runners in scoring position and. Um, it worked out for us tonight. What was your starting pitcher's name? Uh, Jackson Sadler. Man, I tell you what, he, he, the first pitch went way deep over the, the right field wall, and then uh, it didn't seem to bother him at all. He just settled right down and went back to his game plan and pitched, and then he had a, just an excellent game the rest of the Your team played maybe the most complete game I've seen any team play all year long. You ran the bases well, you fielded well, the infield played well, the outfield played well, the pitches was well. Your catcher did a great job, and just let's talk about the hitting because that was just a plethora of hitting tonight. Just from one to nine, everybody was hitting. You know, we, we've really stressed the second half of the season. We, we, we started out pretty rough offensively beginning of the year. You know, we, we had quite a few strikeouts at the beginning of the year. We really talked about a uh, two-strike approach um, and, and trying to put the ball in play and making things happen. And um, we've just been seeing the ball really great late, uh, the last – you know, several weeks towards the last half of the season. And um, I think we just talked about in the meeting, we scored 84 runs in the last eight games. So, oh, um, yeah. so it's, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing the ball really well and, and their confidence is, is, is growing with each, with each game. Well, you're, you're getting hot at the right time as, as you go into the playoffs. You know, this is a big win for you. Uh, tell me about your season, your record, and uh, a little bit, little bit about the season. So our season right now, coming into this game, we were 13 to 10. We're 14 to 10 now with this win. Um, our season's kind of been a, a roller coaster ride. You know, uh, we play in a conference. It's 2A to 2A dominated. You know, we've played. Uh, we, we try to play a tough schedule as far as we play a lot of 3A teams. We play a lot of 4A teams. A lot of ranked teams. We beat. Um, we beat, a, I think they were number three, North Lynn in 1A. We beat them up at their place. Um, we beat number four, Mid Prairie in 2A up at the North Scott Tournament. Um, so we purposely play these tougher teams and these bigger schools to get us ready for it. Yeah, it ain't so much about the season. It's about being ready for the playoffs. And your team really is ready for the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it was, it was outstanding. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover that we didn't get a chance to talk about? I don't think so. I appreciate you having us on the radio. Well, yeah, and I'll be here for you for the game Tuesday with Kyoto. Yeah, the league itself that you play in, just regardless of the outside conference tough games that you play, they're all tough games. Every team in this league, you know, is is, is pretty outstanding. So it is. You know, we're like I said, we're a two A dominated conference, um, and it's you know, like I said, we're I think we're I think we've only lost one game in one A, and and like I said, we. I think we've only played eight games out of 
25 games. Yeah, and, and 1A. And 1A is no slouch. No, no. No, they're, they're, the, they're the, some of the best 1A teams I mean, around. We got, we got New London in our conference, and they're New London. They're, uh, they're extremely tough. You know, I just know that the teams up here in the Sickle Conference, you know, on the north side, is, you know, uh, New, North Mahaska is good. Kyoto is very good. Sigourney is very good. Uh, Linville Solly is very good. Uh, you know, just all up and down the lineup. There isn't any, any real gimmies or, or anything like that. And plus, like you said, from the beginning of the year till the end of the year, the the level of defense and pitching and hitting is just it's just uh, it's just a world of difference from from the way that was. Well, congratulations. We'll see you uh, Tuesday, and we're looking for a real outstanding game out of your team. All right, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for yep. being with us. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and uh, we're here with Jim Harbison, who is uh, runs a uh, Wapolo Vision, or it's a uh, Wapolo. Indiancast.com. We are connected with Sports Sportscast Media out of Minneapolis, Iowa. They do a lot of small schools. Uh, it's just on the internet, the live broadcast, and uh, I I do the Wapolo games. Well, that the uh, the game started out good. The first pitch went uh, for Wapolo yeah. came in, went over the fence. Uh, looked like a big drive. Uh, the, the game didn't turn out quite the way you wanted it to, but could you kind of surmise the game real quick for us? Yeah, uh, Owen Hausman, our senior, hit the very first pitch of the night, drove it right over the fence, and we thought, here we go. And uh, that was kind of our, our long highlight, honestly. Yeah, that was Notre Dame uh, ended up 17 to 1 as the final score. Notre Dame batters, every one of them was spot on. I think our, you know, I feel like our pitchers did okay, but just. They were just hitting the ball right where it needed to be. And well, did a little better job at the plate than we did. So we cover games every week and, you know, three, four times a, a week. But uh, I have to say Notre Dame put it the most complete game yeah, that I've seen all year. The, the pitching, the defense, the, the hitting was incredible. The base running was incredible. But uh, what kind of a season did Wapolo have? Well, Wapolo had kind of a spotty season. You know, I, I think maybe our... Our pitching wasn't as deep, maybe as it needed to be at different times. Uh, we had ended up three and probably 16, I think, was our our final record. We were in three or four other games, you know, in a spot that, you know, misplay here, misplay there, you know. And we had some guys maybe didn't bat as well as they should have. That, you know, maybe in hindsight, maybe could have been sat on the bench for a game or two and brought somebody else in to kind of light a little fire under them. But, uh, anyway, I mean, we basically played the same nine or ten guys all year long, it seemed like. So did you did you get a chance to play some of the young guys this year to help get maybe set yeah, see, we, Well, I mean, we're, we're young. We got two seniors on the team is all we have. Owen Hausman and, and our catcher, Kate Kronfeldt, are the only two we'll lose. Uh, so there's, you know, there's a lot of sophomores and yeah. freshmen playing. What's your name, Coach? And it'll, uh, honestly, we could be... Be a better team probably next year, I think. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I mean, that's not, I'm not trying to downplay our seniors, you know, what they add to our team. I'm just saying that I think we probably will be just as complete a team next year. Well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, appreciate you. I appreciate you. And thanks, thanks for being with us. You bet. Thanks so much. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We're here with the Danville Bears coach, uh, Dave Pike. Nice, Dad. Nice to be here. Well, Great thanks. Break. Ready to play ball. You're, 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 the playoffs are here. Uh, look, real quick, go over the season. How did the season go for you? Well, it didn't go like we wanted. You know, we had a few games canceled. Uh, we are competitive in a lot of the season. We had some stretches we weren't very competitive. Um, we got our best pitcher on the mound. We got all three of our wins. You know, we had went three and 14. Maybe had a chance. We maybe went eight, nine games. Just didn't work out. But the kid has given us a close chance. We're going to throw him right away and see what happens. Yeah, he's. Uh, tell me, tell me about the pitcher. What's his name, and, and uh, what kind of season did he have? Uh, Jaden Bauer. He's a freshman, uh, pretty electric freshman. Getting into three and two, around 60 strikeouts, and you know, in 40 innings. So he strikeouts. You know, he's, he has good command, uh, good control, and he gives us a chance. Keith doesn't walk a lot of people, so you know, this should be a pretty good game. We've seen. Uh, I've seen. I mean, I've seen lots and lots of teams this year, and. Uh, from the beginning year to the end of the year, I've seen all the teams as defense seems to be, be coming around. How's your defense? Well, I'll say from the beginning of the year to now, we're a completely different team. Um, it's, taking us, it's taking us most of the season to figure out where kids need to play. And uh, I think we got it figured out, and, and we are playing better ball now. So uh, tell me about your hitting. Who, who, who do you got there that's kind of driving in runs and, and producing some RBIs? For uh, right from the top, you know, uh, uh, 
Gene Bauer, our pitcher, he's leading us off. He leads our team. You know, he's hitting in the 340, 350 range. And then uh, Kessler Whaley, he's coming on good. He loses below 300. And our three hitters in the 330, 330 type range. And our two seniors go out and come after that. You know, uh, Henry Bell, or uh, uh, Ethan Unzicker and, and Sawyer Nelson. Uh, so we stack it at the top and we hope for the best because back part of the lineup. Who, who's your backstop and, and, and what kind of player is he? Uh, Sawyer Nelson. Um, he's a senior. He's one of our two seniors. An incredible arm. Uh, very competitive. Um, he keeps us in games too. How about your outfield defense? You got anybody with some speed, some range, maybe somebody that really reads the ball well? Uh, Kessler Whaley uh, in center field. He's our top outfielder. Uh, he covers a lot of ground for us. Again, he's just a freshman. You know, we're, we're really, really young. Well, maybe being young uh, in a year like this is, is a positive for for next year. But uh, go over your infield real quick for me. Uh, we have a little, little scramble. It's not our normal infield this year. Our first baseman, Henry Bellashark, is playing third. Uh, Jaden Bauer is normally our third baseman. He's on the mound. Ethan Unzecker is our shortstop. Uh, we just got a kid back from uh, a great issue throughout the season, and we just got him back. So he's just now starting at uh, second base and Colt Murphy. And then our first baseman tonight is normally an outfielder. That's Spencer Nelson. So it, it's going to be an interesting night. Hopefully we pitch well. Well, what's the keys to victory tonight? Uh, command the baseball on the mound for sure. Keep it in the no walk, no hit by no hit batters. Um, throw strikes and then you know four, three or four runs across the across across the plate and we'll see what happens. Well thanks for being with us coach. Alright, thank you. Is that good?